It comes down to this. Who has the best career for this rookie class? You heard us rank them yesterday. Who's going to end up on top five, six, ten years from now? We're covering that today on Locked On NFL Draft. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Locked On NFL Draft Show. I'm your host, former NFL and AFL defensive back, Eric Crocker. And of course, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Tracy. He is at Ryan Tracy NFL on Twitter. I am at Eric underscore Crocker. Make sure you follow us there and follow everything that we have going on as well. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I, I talked about it before last episode on how I was a little excited to get into this class because originally I thought, oh man, tight ends, not the sexiest of things to talk about, but man, I had a lot more fun talking about these guys and uh, a few guys we kind of left off the list that we'll kind of get into today and debate, will they end up having a better career? I think it makes more sense for some of these guys talking about them today, but we are starting with the first two guys, Trey McBride against Greg Dolchik. All right, again, McBride dropped to the Arizona Cardinals right? and Greg Dolchik is going to the Denver Broncos, but they won't have Russell Wilson forever. So, just yeah. as it pertains to their entire career, which guy are you leaning towards? I don't think the Cardinals are going to have Kyler Murray forever. Oof. They certainly aren't going to have Cliff forever. That's the way I feel about that, too. Okay, so, real I, quick. I, so who's going to last longer? Who's going to last longer in on their teams right now, Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson? I got to tell you, with all this stuff, this offseason, it feels like Russ. Like, I could see Russ playing four more seasons, right? Like, if he can get clicking with this staff, like, I could see him being there longer than Kyler's in Arizona. Wow. That's a whole different show, folks. Sorry to get you off on that tangent. Arizona fans, you can at me at Clancy's Corner. There there you go. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What what you got to do, that's that's the big thing. Like we talked about yesterday, it's about who's delivering the ball to them. This is a tough one. I mean, a really tough one. Because I think overall, in terms of exploiting the defense, you got to think that McBride's in a better situation. Because I, I think he can do more. He's not the fantabulous kind of touchdown type guy, but he's always there in spot. So that's my natural inclination. But if the quarterback's there in Denver, I I got to take Dulcich in this case. Can you hear that rain in the background? Oh, man, it is coming down. So, sorry, folks. Uh, Y'all got to deal with this rain in the background right now. I live in Arkansas, (laughs) and uh, just randomly thunderstorms. It was was 90 degrees at 10 a.m. when I was going to church this morning. And then all of a sudden... I was I had some stuff on the grill. We're going swimming and all that. Then it just starts storming. The lightning comes in. The thunderstorm. It's crazy out here. But anyways, uh, you know I have an opinion on this too. Trey McBride, Greg Dolchik, and you look at their situations. I do think a lot of it is going to come down to like who has the better quarterback for the longest. And if you believe that Wilson will be in place in Denver longer than <laughs> Kyler Murray over in Arizona, man, that makes a huge difference. And almost makes me feel bad for Trey McBride. But here's why I'm still sticking with Trey McBride. As you should. Okay. I think his overall skill set isn't dependent on being good just because he has a good quarterback. We're talking about somebody who is a terrific 
run blocker. I think he can win there. He can be consistent there. I think some of the things he can do off of that, he can end up being a good run-after-catch guy. Mm-hmm. Not, not to say that he's uh, George Kittle, but no. when you talk about that type of ability and athleticism, a guy that was used more as a an inline blocker, and we all saw what you know George Kittle did at Iowa State. You know, he was a guy who just – wasn't utilized in the passing game. Now, McBride definitely utilized in the passing game at Colorado State. He was a focal point of it. But I do think that there's still more there. And kind of like George Kittle, it hasn't mattered who threw the ball to him. Matter of fact, when George Kittle broke the record for most passing, uh, receiving yards in the season at, for a tight end, I mean, who's throwing the ball? It was, uh, gosh, Nick Nick Mullins? I you know, so. and he's out there passing for almost or receiving almost, what, 1,400 yards? So, again, you look at Trey McBride, I think he has that type of ability, that type of upside. I think he's a fluid mover in that way as well. So, although there is a lot of beef going on over there in Arizona, I think no matter who's throwing the ball to him, he's still going to succeed. Okay, I can see that. I, I will concede that point. It's going to be it's gonna be up and down. Now, if – if everything goes smooth and everything turns around, I, I will completely agree with you because once it gets to that point, and I think the evolution happens at the offense. Do you? Let me ask you this. Do you think Kyler and Cliff are together for the foreseeable future, or is it one or the other? I think it's definitely one or the other, but a lot of teams, I feel like they, they picked the, the quarterback, right? So, you know, they still, they're still going to have that GM – in place. They're still going to have the owner in place. These are teams that bet on Kyler Murray. I do feel like it was kind of more of a package deal where, you know, you have Cliff Kingsbury and he's like, man, if I have any quarterback, I would like Kyler Murray. I want that type of guy. And, you know, he said it in the previous, was it like a little interview from back when he was coaching in college. He's like, yeah, Kyler Murray, Mm -hmm. if I was going to the NFL, I want him as my quarterback. Well, he was able to get them. So this is a package thing where, you know, well, we only wanted you, Cliff, because of what we felt like you could do with Kyler Murray. Or do they say, you know what? Maybe Kyler Murray is the issue. Maybe they are struggling to get through to Kyler Murray. Uh, you know, the leadership, the ability, all those type yeah. of things that people are really questioning. And, hey, maybe that's all he'll ever be and won't improve as a leader. Now, I'm not saying that's the case. I think everyone has an opportunity to get better at certain things. But I do know that that has been a big issue for their team. So, I don't know. That's a, that's a sticky one there. Well, hopefully this next matchup will be easier to see. Who, who, who should win? This is going to be a good one. All right, but first we want to talk to you a little bit about BetOnline.net and how it is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcast news this season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, golf, and the best way to do that is to head over right now to their user mobile device or learn more about the trends and action going on at BetOnline, where the game starts. I can't bet on golf, dude. I can't bet on golf. You know what? (laughs) I'm not a big, like, betting on golf person, but I have heard that it's, like, it's fun. Yeah, and I think okay. the odds are like much better. So you put a little bit of money down, you win a lot more. And if you guys are going to do that, make sure you do it at Bet Online. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. 
and tell you, you know what? Got all kind of other podcasts on the Locked On Network that you can tune into as well. But right now, you are tuned in to us at Eric underscore Crocker on Twitter, at Ryan Tracy. And we want to figure out who's going to be the better of these two tight ends. All right. So next up, we have Cade Otten. And we talked a little bit about him over there with the Bucks, But yeah, Tom Brady's not going to be there forever. And we have him going up against Jeremy Ruckert, who was drafted to the New York Jets. And they have a quarterback there that it, it sounds like he's more of the long-term play. And we'll see. Obviously, just heading into year two. Had an up-and-down year one. Up-and-down. A little bit more downs and ups. <laughs> All right. But it sounds like he's kind of trending more in the right direction of what they were hoping. And Jeremy Ruckert, if he's going to be good or if their young quarterback is going to be good, they're going to need Jeremy Ruckert to be a big part of that. And this was a guy who's kind of – his production, or at least his usage and how they utilize him, dropped off from one year to the next. And we saw what he did with Justin Fields. And then you get another quarterback, Stroud, who was throwing a little bit more to all the special receivers that they have. But, mm-hmm. again, another guy who I felt like just another under, underutilized tight end who might you might see the better best version of him in the NFL. So what do you think about these two guys? Kate Otten versus Jeremy Ruckert. Who has the best career? This is, this is back and forth. I think you have to give, in terms of who has the best coaching staff around them, you got to give that to Kate Otten, right? I mean, Super Bowl success should should breed that, right? I know there's been changes. I know B.A.'s retired. That It is what it is. Who's got the early start to get off on a good run? It's probably Kate Otten because Tom Brady is Tom Brady right now. And you might only have him one season, but there you go. So that gets you off to the start. At the end of the day, though, what happens after that? What happens when you have to replace the quarterback? And that's the biggest question in this league. It's going to be – you're going to lose some running game with Lenny eventually, I think. I think that kind of goes along with the same kind of deal. I mean, Mike Evans ain't getting any younger. Kate Otten's going to – his contract's going to outplay Mike Evans in Tampa, in my opinion. So I think that leaves him kind of on an island. Whereas you look at Rucker, and it's funny that you bring up two of my two favorite tight ends in this class, Rucker and Ferguson, back-to-back days. Um, Rucker's going to have a tough go to start. I am not convinced that Zach Wilson is a tight end. A naturally utilizing the tight end is not what Zach Wilson wants to do, in my opinion. And I think they, they're going to force the ball other way. I don't think it's going to be that. But I think he is going to make some key plays, and I think he's going to kind of trickle along. My big thing is Rucker's second contract is not going to be in New York. So I think that's going to be the big change. I think that's going to be where does he end up? Could he end up somewhere that wants to utilize the tight end a lot more? I think that's got to be the goal of his representation no matter what. And I think at the end of the day, I think he's a better pass catcher. I think he's a guy that can do it all. And we're still betting a lot on K-Dotten to improve. So career-wise, I think it's Jeremy Rucker. Well, I think this is one that we're going to agree on. I think it's Jeremy yeah. Rucker as well. But I think for different reasons. I think Jeremy Rucker is going to do well with Zach Wilson. I'm a yeah. little... I'm a little higher on Zach Wilson, or I don't want to say higher, a little bit more optimistic okay, on okay. Zach Wilson than you. So I think that's where we differ, but I think we still have both come to the same conclusion that, yeah, you know, regardless of, you know, whatever at this quarterback position, Jeremy Rucker is someone that is talented. So do you think he's just flat out more talented than Kata Otten? This is a guy who I felt like, again, underutilized, underutilized tight end, mm-hmm. wasn't the most productive guy at Washington. I, I think Ruckert's better now. I think Kate Otten has the the upside to get to pretty even, 
But I think in terms of guys that just have that that playmaking ability, it's one thing to get to the point where you can run routes and you can be an effective target, which I think is certainly in the wheelhouse for KDOT. Can he become a guy that is reliable in game-changing situations? Ruckert has been that guy in college. He's got that kind of in his his DNA, certainly in his in his eval package already. So it just feels like to me that there's a little bit higher upside for Rucker all the way around. And I think in terms of like what they do when they're not the target, I think Rucker is slightly ahead of Cotton right now as well. So overall, I would say that he is the better prospect. Yeah, he's going to need to. He had the better last year, and then you know I talk, I referenced the year before with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Fields, and a lot of it was kind of the postseason play. You see him catching uh, some touchdowns, getting in the end zone there. But overall, still another guy who the the stats they're they they're not as productive. I think is there just a are tight ends being underutilized in college? Because for yes. Jeremy Rucker to only have three hundred yards in two thousand twenty one and only one hundred fifty yards in two thousand twenty. That just seems wild. His touchdown numbers are way up, though. 12 touchdowns in the last three years. But just the yardage and usage, maybe it's because it's so spread. Why such a drop-off with the utilization of these pass-catching tight ends? Because 11 personnel in college is a light passing package. Like, they want to go spread. They want four pass catchers out there. It's just not the target. It's 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 making smaller chunk plays, I think, is not as advantageous to the college game. And I just think they're all underused, to tell you the truth. So maybe like this next pair as well. And with the next pair of guys that we're going to be talking about, Daniel Bellinger and Chig Nkunkwo, or Isaiah Likely versus Charlie Kohler, two guys, Draft to the same team. Who will have the better career of those two guys? We're going to talk about that next. All right, Ryan. Isaiah Likely, Coastal Carolina, or Charlie Corley? Who has the better career? These are two guys who are drafted to the same team, Baltimore Ravens. So I think it's going to be even clearer, right? Well, kind of. I've seen this before. San Francisco 49ers, (laughs) they had Vernon Davis. Mm-hmm. Terrific, right? I mean, he had a good, really good run one year. He had a ton of touchdowns, double-digit touchdowns. But also, another guy that the 49ers drafted was, uh, gosh, why can't I think of his name right now? He was number Delaney Walker. So they had Delaney Walker and Vernon Davis. And I don't even know who had the better career. I think most people would just say Vernon Davis because of his time with the 49ers and what he did it was maybe on a little bit bigger scale. But, man, Delaney Walker, when he got to Tennessee, I mean, he took off. I think he yeah. had a... Definitely a stint that was better than what we saw from Vernon Davis for a while. But two guys drafted to the same team, and their careers kind of, you know, go in different directions for different reasons. And one guy was able to stay with one team and excel. The other guy went to another team and excelled. Will that happen with Isaiah Likely and and uh, Charlie Kohler? And if so, which guy will be the one that benefits most? This this is the really intriguing one. I'm glad that you brought this one up. This is this is your best head to head yet. Because you just don't know how they're going to change the offense. Now, they were run, 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 run a couple of years ago. Now they've adapted a little bit. So I think it comes down to, to Lamar and what he's comfortable with. And, and obviously, this, this is a tight group. We, we haven't even mentioned Mark Andrews today. I know we talked about him yesterday, but Mark Andrews is going to be the primary pass catcher. So it's like it, it's who's going to get the best of the scraps, basically. So I think – if you had a really, really exceptionally like creative offensive coordinator, you might lean towards likely. I think in the end, this is a little bit more straightforward, a little bit more conservative for the next couple of years. And I think Kohler ends up overall 
being the more effective in terms of like statistical production, that kind of thing. I don't even know if he'll out snap likely, but I think he'll put up more stats. I'm still going with likely. I know we talked about these guys, and he's maybe not the run blocker, so that might be the thing that helps. He's more of a pure, like, kind of flex tight end. Mm -hmm. Gosh, he was so productive in college. Had 12 touchdowns over the last year. Had explosive plays. Averaged 15 yards per reception last season. Averaged 20 yards per reception the year before. So we're talking about over 17 yards per reception over the last two seasons combined. I mean, just... Big time playmaking ability. And when I look at Kohler, I just not saying that he doesn't have that in him, but I mean we saw it from uh we saw it from Isaiah Likely. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like he's gonna get back to that. I think Kohler, they might use him a little bit more on some inline blocking stuff, fake the fake the run block and then go out for a pass. But when they want to flex that tight end and utilize him opposite of Andrew to kind of maybe take some pressure off of him a little bit. I think Isaiah Likely is going to be that guy. So I think he definitely not just has the better career early on, but we talked about one guy staying with a team and another guy having to go excel somewhere else. I think Kohler might be the guy that has to try to excel somewhere else because Isaiah Likely, he's going to be that pure tight end too, and he's going to get some uh, targets as well. I think they could use an extra blocker in Kansas City, just saying, a couple of years from now. That's fine. <laughs> what, what, what Kansas City, I mean, are, are there any – kind of backup plans for Travis Kelsey? Not in like the utility type. Travis Kelsey's what, 31 years old. Jody Fortson's going to be his backup. He is a, a a big former X receiver, right? Um, Noah Gray is the third. Like he's kind of an H, kind of a slot lineup kind of guy, right? Like not nobody in line. So, like, I think they may have to drift back that that way once Travis Kelsey's career has come to an end, but you got four or five seasons for that. All right, so out of these guys that we've talked to today, and I'll list them off, Trey McBride, Greg Dolchik, Kayla Otten, Jeremy Rucker, uh, Isaiah Likely, Charlie Kohler, who out of these guys, or maybe you have another guy that you feel has the best career out of all of them. Honorable mention Jake Ferguson, but I, yeah. I – I think Dulcich is, is probably the, the leader here in terms of statistical output, the best quote-unquote career in terms of what he does. Okay, and I'm, I'm going to stick with Trey McBride. But, man, yeah. you, you just talked about Ferguson, and that's he's the sleeper. I think he's the sleeper. <laughs> All right, folks, we want to get your opinion. Who do you think is going to be the best tight end out of this rookie class? A lot of times it's not even the guy that we think, or sometimes maybe we overthink it, and it is the guy. Everybody's like, hey, that's going to be the guy. And if so, I think that's Trey McBride. Want to get your opinion on that and more. We definitely want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, got locked on 49ers with myself and Brian Peacock, locked on Chiefs with my guy Ryan Tracy, and all the locked on episodes across this network. But that's going to do it for this episode. Until next time, we'll see y'all. Peace.